This is Mona Lisa Baseball, Season 2, Episode 10. Uh, they want to be a popular television product, is what they want to be. And it's such a bad TV sport unless the stakes are high. I'm not going to say, I mean, in general, it's, uh, you can't say it's not worth watching, but there are certain sports that you go, this is a great sport for television. I just don't see it for baseball. And in terms of actually getting a mass audience of people that want to sit down and watch a baseball game. I've said it before that baseball is perfect for radio and it's why it became the national pastime because it's so great for radio. Yeah, I I wonder when that label first got slapped on it cuz I want to say that was there before it was radio. Before there was radio. True. I mean, it, baseball was invented before radio. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it just so happened before the automobile that baseball was perfect for radio. Radio was invented. It became the first way to bring entertainment to the masses in yeah. the home. Yeah. And it's a hugely responsible for baseball becoming a na- our national pastime, cementing it. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying here is the current thing right now is, we'll say, internet or TikTok. So baseball has to become good enough for the TikTok user. Mm-hmm. How How is that going to happen? It's... Why? Why does it need well, to appeal be, to the TikTok it, crowd? The only reason it needs to be is because that's where things are. What it, What is baseball missing for the TikTok crowd? You You play a clips. You play clips of the guy diving and catching the ball, robbing the home run, hitting the home run, play, triple play. Show all those clips. It's perfect for TikTok. What's the problem? I think it's perfect for the TikTok user that has an interest in you know, 30 seconds of highlights. Fine. So give them their 30 seconds of highlights. Just don't change the game because those highlights are special because the game is the way that it is. When you're watching a baseball game and there's time in between pitches, that's the time for the announcer to kind of, you know, go on and talk about whatever it is they're talking about. But I wouldn't be surprised if pretty soon they're not showing the field anymore on the in-between. It's like, you know, squeeze in an eight-second clip before the next pitch is thrown. And it will just always be that instead of like the catcher throwing it back, the pitcher adjusting his hat, yeah. you know, and then meanwhile, Vin Scully's talking about baseball and then they throw the next pitch. They're going to have to jam it full of stuff because there's too much downtime for the paying TV audience to pay the humongous numbers. Cause you keep coming back with me with like, they, it needs to be the TV sport. That's where the money's at. And I see that that's where the most money's coming from, but it seems like a horrible business model because how do you make a baseball game on TV popular enough for the ADD crowd? I don't think you can. Maybe you can. Maybe you can, but you'll strip it of what it is. And then if it doesn't work, you're left with nothing. That's why I think it's so risky is baseball was never going to die in its, you know, close to original form, at least the form that's played for many, many, many decades. It wasn't going to die. It might not have been as popular as the other sports, but it was doing fine. But when the owners got involved and they needed their profits to be X amount every year, something had to change for them in order to make that a reality. They saw what happened with the NBA and they wanted that. They wanted that. Yeah. They're like, why can't we do that? Make all those billions from overseas. Yeah. So they're trying. I don't think it's going to work. I mean, yeah, we've discussed that. I, I think that it's, you know, the, the fact that there's, 
The reason why clubs keep going up and 12 out of 30 teams are worth over 2 billion, in my opinion, is the exclusivity of owning a major league ball club is so unique and so rare and still comes with so many perks. There's a lot, you know, they, we've minted a lot of billionaires in the last couple of years, but still there's only 30 franchises. And so the billionaires club, there's whatever, hundreds of them now, but very few of them actually own a club. And so I think that exclusivity is what is driving the price of a team up more than like necessarily TV revenues, I think. It's very much my own theory, but people want to have power just like they want to have huge masses of money. And owning a baseball team is going to be impressive to every single person you meet. If I was walking down the street and bumped into someone and scattered this guy's paperwork and picked up his business card and it said, owner, uh, Seattle Mariners, you go, are you, you own the Mariners? And it's like, <laughs> shucks. Yeah, I do. It'd be like, let's go have a drink. Like I want to hang out with you for a while. I would want to ask a million questions. I wouldn't be infatuated by this person because they have a bunch of money. It would be, you probably have sat down with Ken Griffey Jr. You do these things that fascinate me. You get to walk on the field. You get to do A, B, and C. So that part's really, really fascinating. But I think the reason why it appears as though baseball is still going up in value is because because teams keep being worth more. So it implies that the money is just rolling in. They keep charging more and more for the beers at the park. They keep getting more and more out of these uh, these TV deals. They get more out of the TV deals, but TV deals have gone up in every industry, right? It's not that baseball is going up. It's it's like someone told me the other day that uh, Colbert makes uh, $25 million for his late show. So what? That's a lot. Sure. But they probably sell a lot of soap. Yeah. Or bagel rolls or frozen pizza or whatever it is. Dial. It's Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah. So, look, I think radio is making a comeback. I think this might be good for baseball. Um, because How, how's it with like podcasts and stuff. You got to think about um, all the people who do jobs where they can listen to the radio. And, like, how many jobs there are out there where you're working with your hands, uh, you can listen to the radio. Mm -hmm. And you can choose music. You can maybe choose baseball. Mm-hmm. Those jobs, you know, maybe some of them are going away, but I think there's always going to be a lot of jobs like that. I think baseball will always be a really great tool for um, the house painter or, you know, for the truck driver. Uh, maybe that's a job that's definitely going away um, where, you know, you're you need to stay awake and you need something to kind of put your mind on while you're doing something with your hands. Yeah, it is. It sounds like it's the perfect multitasking sport until October. And at that point, maybe it captures your full interest because those teams have earned it. A lot of people are listening to podcasts as they go to the gym or go for walks yeah. now. So it used to be, there was, I remember older generation would be like, don't wear Walkman while you're outside. You get hit mm -hmm. by a car. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't hear cars in, 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 anymore yeah. anyway. They're all electric. The whistle, yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is there's no driver in them either. So he can't yell at you. You might as well just put on the headphones. Fucking asshole robot. Yeah. Head on a swivel. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Boy, that robot's a real asshole, let me tell you. Uh, he just drives so aggressively. Well, these robots, when they encounter something they don't have to deal with, they just turn off. Wouldn't that be great if uh, the robot umps were super touchy and the manager comes out of the dugout and it's just, you're gone. It's like, I didn't even get to, and then just gets ushered off by other robots. Analytics have, have <laughs> indicated by the way you stepped yeah. out of the dugout that you were about to become toxic. You're it's out. just safer. Yeah, you think, um, I guess it, it can only happen with success for a guy like Joe Madden to keep his job. I mean, it seems like managers are still baseball people first, but it's been interesting being kind of on the periphery of baseball the last couple of years when they brought in Gabe Kapler. And I was listening, I was on a some sort of long drive and I was within range for KNBR and it had been a while since I heard it. So Tom Tolbert was talking about something that happened in the Giants game and uh, the Giants lost the game. They were sailing along in the fifth or sixth. The pitcher was really looking good, like walked a guy and he got yanked. And then the Giants ended up losing. And Tolbert kind of had this moment of, he, he wanted to take a step back and he goes, I get it. The analytics, I get it. It works. This, that, and the other. And he goes, but people, aren't we kind of missing something here? Don't we all kind of want that starting pitcher that's doing well to make it into the seventh or eighth? Isn't that what we're all kind of wanting from the sport? And yet is the only thing that matters to us, the, the W only, or is it kind of important to maybe win in the, in the way that entertains us the most? And at this point, like we still love the starting pitcher. We love the horse out there that goes out there and give me the ball. I'm going to try to get you to the ninth inning. And if I can finish it unfeathered, I will. We still seem to want that at least, you know, the older crowd, cause that's what we grew up with. But he, probably got chastised by his radio station. That's like, that's not the direction we're going. You don't need to bring in old man stuff. And we don't give a shit what you think. We only care if the giants win. I guess that's what the thing that was tricky about it was the giants lost. And it was the dumb thing to do in terms of how to piss off the so fans. Free reign to, to go off on it a little bit. You pulled your horse out who was doing just fine. The analytics said yank him. So, you know, it was probably his pitch count, his pitch count. Yeah. That's how they do it. It's right. it's not about like this or that. It's like, oh, there's 92. That's all he gets today. Yeah. I mean, it, it puts me in a tricky spot because I was in line with everything that uh, Tolbert was saying. And then the next year, Kapler goes out and wins 108. And you go, okay, so I'm wrong. But yet I'm not wrong when it comes to I don't care anymore. And I just left. So I don't think that's what baseball wants either. Um, I think what we're talking about here is while wins are very important, the only thing more important than wins is cool wins and people still want cool wins. The giants win the pennant. It doesn't matter what sport they the want cool around wins. the world. Yes. That's why we watch sports. Yeah. I mean, people want, um, they're still hungry for the, the starting pitcher horse. I am too. But that got proven by the stats. And I think the sport suffered for it. And because the sport suffered for it, they thought they were smarter than the game and need to change things around. You know, limiting. Do you know if this ever got implemented? I talked about it on season one, but I don't know that it actually did get implemented. The The rule that a reliever has to face three batters minimum. Yeah. Th that's in there. That's in play, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We haven't talked about that one that much. Yeah, it's... 
Pitcher must face three batters unless injury. Has anyone faked one yet to get out? <laughs> oh, you mean another, another flop? Another yeah. baseball oh, flop? Oh, definitely flop. If it's happened, I didn't know about it. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up uh, the the flop earlier. Oh, the baseball flop. AJ Perzinski's yeah. epic first yeah. ever historic history in baseball history flop. baseball flop. Yeah, yeah. Or my mine in the early '90s hitting off my feet, <laughs> but that was less publicized. Yeah that that was not well known at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it was everywhere. not was not in the major I, leagues. Hey, hey, I apologize to that umpire that I duped. <laughs> I, I did not mean any disrespect to you or the sport. He's dead uh, now. Maybe that's just what kind of mood I'm in. It's, baseball's dead. Baseball is dead. <sighs> Yeah, it kind of is to me, man. I mean, so all the people that say, "Yeah, yeah, you'll be back." No. Y- you could look them in the face and say, "I haven't you're followed wrong. one piece of Giants news. Not one trade, yeah, not one either. guy's name, not one spring training development. Mm-hmm. I think I heard one guy got hurt. I'm not following it. Whereas every other year I would read some of the big spring training stories. I would get hyped for opening day. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, uh, watch the recap of opening day. So I am, you know, you talk about just watching um, sports center and stuff. I ha- am one of those guys who would watch the, the 15 minute version of the game, the recap. Yeah. And I don't apologize for it at all mm-hmm. because I, it's not that I don't appreciate the longer game. It's just that, that's I was only for. giving baseball a certain amount of time each week. Yeah. And it was, um, I just have other things I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, only so much time. Yeah. There, there's nothing, I wouldn't imply there's anything wrong with that. It's getting the misconception that the full version isn't worth it. And it's almost, yeah. it's the people that get convinced that that shortened version is baseball. And the longer version is a waste of time. You know, it's so interesting to me that just now you mentioned changes and when you how they're taken out there's no horses anymore yeah right like that is something that i perceived and never put my finger on when you talk about when you talk about how the game has changed and we we get specific and we enumerate some of these things and we're real specific about what has changed there's there's things like that that just make the game feel different that i you know i never even thought about that that one specifically and that is one of the reasons why i'm gonna watch a game it's like I've even said it, like the analytics making the decisions, but I've never really connected the dots where that is one of the reasons I wasn't enjoying games more recently, you know? Yeah. Well, I just watch a game and it just is like, it just felt hollow. It's like you, you you have a horse in the race or a dog in the fight when you've been with this pitcher, he's your ace and you go, you know, who was it? Like Jason, Jason Schmidt for the Giants was that for a while where it's like Jason's pitching today and I expect him to go eight strong. Mm-hmm. You're, you're on his team. You're, he represents the whole franchise and you're in it with him. That is more exciting than, you know, would you rather see a no hitter thrown by Jason Schmidt or by four giants? And you're like, yeah, yeah, no one got a hit, but is it even a no hitter? It's like, well, the franchise gets the the credit for it, but it doesn't feel the same. And now they've these Timmy went out and threw a no, no. Like that's like, ah, yeah. But now they've got like clauses in their contract where they're not all, they only pitch him so many, so many pitches per outing. Yeah. Yeah. With exceptions. I never got to ask you this one. So I proposed that 
maybe we don't even need agents in baseball anymore. <laughs> um, do you see any possibility for that moving forward? No, no, not at all. That's a complete non-starter because you're basically asking young dudes who have no business experience have been playing baseball way too much for their whole life to know how to make smart business decisions for their future. And, yeah. and unless they have a really knowledgeable like parent, you know, or close family member, then they're going to get taken advantage of 100% going to get taken advantage of. <laughs> and you can say that the pendulum swung too far where these agents have too much power, but mm. I think the owners are still making lots of money. And the, you, the, we talk about how these teams are worth billions and that reflects how much money they're making each year. You can, whatever multiplier you want to put on it, that's how much they're making each year. Yeah. Okay. So if a team's worth a billion dollars, they're making a hundred million every year. If you yeah. want to do a 10 multiplier. Okay. Right. If you want to do a five, do the math. It's very simple. These teams are all making money. Even the ones that lose yeah. make, make money. <sighs> money, 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 okay. money. This show okay. is all about money. Okay. Well, let me ask you another one then. Do you see a possibility for a salary cap? We on, already have one on that, some, in that doesn't do anything though. That's the, the owners love the salary cap because essentially you've got a zero sum game. Okay. The profits in baseball are a zero sum game. If you're saying that the players are making too much, you're literally just giving that money to the owners. Yeah. So everyone has to understand this. It's a zero sum game and they, they should be splitting the money equitably. I think the players, yeah, they've been arguing for a lot of like better worker conditions where they can't manipulate this stuff and they're moving the needle just a little bit. Okay. But, uh, okay. I got, I got, I got some questions for you. Yeah, sure. I'm going to back a couple in a row. So, um, first of all, do you consider yourself a capitalist? Oh, of course. Okay. So I do too. So we're both capitalists. Yeah. Did you take offense to what I was saying in season one in terms of, you know, just a real simple version of it was there's no, earthly reason why a baseball player should make a hundred times the common man's salary, which was the common man will say oh, yeah. is, makes 50,000, like a limit at 5 million. Completely like, disagree with this 100%. You, you disagree with... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was offended by this. You were offended. Yes, comrade. Okay, great. Yeah. So what what like brought up emotion for you? What part of it? Okay, let's say I'm Will Clark. Okay. And they're selling my jersey mm -hmm. in the dugout store. Mm-hmm. For two hundred dollars, okay. okay, and they sold a bunch of them. Where's my cut? Yeah, he should get a cut. Okay, this is easy. And to, to take away everything else, just 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 talk about just the just the jersey sales. So this is very similar to what Phil Mickelson's in hot water for on the <laughs> golf circuit was. He argued that YouTube or any clips that come from a PGA Tour event. Even if Phil Mickelson makes the miraculous shot and makes the swing and does everything, the PGA Tour owns that, not Phil. And Phil wanted a cut of that. And that started to get him in hot water because he told he said that the PGA Tour is being greedy. And people were like, well, don't you have a private plane, Phil? Like, wh what were you saying about greed earlier? Mm -hmm. And uh, and he kind of escalated his talk and he said something and crossed the line for a lot of people. And now he's one of the least popular athletes going right now. And everybody used to love Phil Mickelson. So that's interesting. I guess what I'm saying is... The bigger they are, the harder they why fall. Is it, why is it not good? In, like, okay, let's take Will Clark. Could Will Clark have made it as a pro basketball player, you think? Uh, why are we talking about basketball again? 
I'm just asking you a question. Probably not. Okay. I have a feeling that Will Clark was a pure baseball player. Let's, let's through ag- it, through say and through. that we agree on that. Okay. He probably wasn't going to make it in any other sport. This was not Bo Jackson. This is no. Will, Will Clark. Okay. Different kind of player. If you make $5 million and it comes with the caveat, other people are going to be wearing your jersey and it's going to show their support for you. And you're going to make $5 million as one of the premier athletes in this league. Why is that not good enough? And of course, I understand it's anti-capitalist. A capitalist has the right to make as much money as they want or can. I get that. Yeah. But that line of thinking, if we are hell-bent on, I can do whatever the fuck I want, we run the world and the earth into the ground. I understand that. I agree with you. Capitalism without regulation is will dist- will consume the earth, literally burn it down. Yes. I understand that. So okay. you want to start up a league that and pass the savings on to the to the people. So that's great. So here's how you structure your league and make it work. You have ticket prices that are two dollars, ten dollars, whatever it is. Yeah. Something Maybe reasonable. Vary. Something reasonable, right? You have concessions that are reasonable. You Pay the people who are doing the concessions maybe a little bit more. They've got nicer uniforms. You, you're bringing a different product that's more family friendly. You know, you're like maybe the two dollar theater compared to the twelve dollar mm-hmm. theater, the twenty dollar theater versus the four, whatever it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I love this idea. And then and then teams will be able to pay their players whatever it is. It's not going to be as much. They're not going to maybe have the the you know the big deal. But that's part that's built into the game and you will attract players from, you know, this can work as a business idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing's holding you back from, do- well, I mean, there it, we, actually, the actually major league baseball's monopoly on baseball is holding you back, but let's just pretend that's not there. Yeah. You could f- structure a league this way and build into it such that you didn't have these exorbitant um, salaries up until you encroach on the player. I mean, if you built it such that players were allowed to monetize themselves outside of the game, that would be a very interesting idea to explore. Mm-hmm. Because then, like, they, if they completely own their own likeness and it's not super controlled by the team or, or the league, then they could sell their own jerseys on Etsy. Yeah. This is an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. So then they could be free to make as much money as they want. But they're playing in a league that's built around affordable fan experience, and right. therefore their official salary from the team is going to be constrained by that. I don't think we put a number on it, though. You don't want to try to put a specific number oh, on I it. Oh, I know that's going to offend a lot of people, but that was just to speak in very simple terms. Yeah, I, I just, sure. And that was it was illustrative to talk about it that way, but... But it's basically impossible in your mind. If you're a player and the league is making money bags upon money bags upon money bags, if you're not arguing that you should give that to the player, then you're arguing that it goes directly to the owner. Right. Yeah. And, and but what you want to solve, what you're, what we're really talking about is making the game affordable for more people. That's what we're really, that's what you're really trying to get at. So I think it's yeah, important yeah. that we don't get too lost in the weeds about how you would set up a business yeah, yeah. legally, how you could make this work uh-huh. um, and still be a capitalist. I think <laughs> just focus on how do we make the game more accessible to more people. Yeah. And they just cut eight minor league teams. They're gone forever. It's There are more and more people living in cities, so it's harder and harder to get. There's more and more demand for tickets, so the prices keep going up. They're not dropping. Well, there's enough people making... Like, let's take, we're in San Francisco right now. 
I've been walking around. I've been seeing people. I've been seeing the nice cars. Uh, this is an area that can afford. This has thousands upon thousands of people that don't have a hard time going out to the ball game. Correct. Should they want to. When there's not a global pandemic happening and stuff. Yeah. Right. And so the people that get weeded out of going to the game, if you're not, we'll just, it's an easy target because that's kind of what's going on in the city. You can disagree, but it, I mean, it's a tech driven city right now. And people, one of the reason why the housing market is so ludicrous here is because tech jobs tend to pay really well compared to other industries and people are making a lot of money and they can afford to pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. If you're not in that industry, you get weeded out and that's okay on a capitalist model. But what baseball used to represent when it was definitely America's pastime was pretty much anyone can get out to the ball game if they want to. And I don't really think you can make that argument. Anymore. I think there's still some parks where it's more accessible than so, others. Do you think you can still get into a game for 20 bucks places? Oh, I know that you can. Okay. I know that to be true. And I know that uh, right now some teams so maybe I'm totally are, wrong. are having problems. But in post, as the, as the pandemic is yeah. running its course, yeah, yeah. they still are having problems in some parks. Some people are still reluctant to go. Mm -hmm. Some people have developed a habit. It breaks their streak of going. It's like, it's like work from home culture. I remember talking with people and I, I remember as soon as we were working from home, I said, you guys, this is like on day one, I said, this will, this will last forever. Yeah. And people were like, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. People, people, people are got angry at me for saying that. Like, no, we're going back to the office as soon as possible. You're crazy. And I'm like, nope, people will get used to this. This is the new normal. This is how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. The person that I got into this argument with their whole company is now work from home. <laughs> 100%. And this was a huge, really big tech company that I won't mention by name mm -hmm. uh, in the area. So uh, my crystal ball has been pretty good on that. My crystal ball on baseball has been a little hazy. We've gotten most of these predictions and rule changes correct. Um, I, we did make a prediction that the baseball season would start late. Uh, that happened. Um, Let's see what else. Yeah, I really thought that the, everyone's head was so far up their ass that they might just let it go. I didn't I didn't really know where it was headed, but I guess when everything else felt so crazy, it was well, these guys both sides are wrong cuz they're not the fans. I was following those negotiations very closely mm -hmm. because it was anticipation of us doing a recording and it was yeah. like the situation was changing every day. Yeah. And it made me sick. It was real. Like at the end of it, I felt gross and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it anymore. I'm sorry and you had to go through thank that. Thank goodness those negotiations, actually those negotiations are still like, there's still a few things they're working oh, on. Oh, really? Yeah. I think as, the, as of the, as of this moment, uh, they don't have parts of the document are not yet finalized, but hmm. that's why things are creeping. Like you hear the other day, Oh, a guy on second and 10th innings back. Right. Oh, didn't see that one coming. Whiplash. You know, like, uh, he's, it's, it's off. It's, it's on, <laughs> I'm on the Mariners. I'm on the Brewers, I'm the Mariners, I'm the Brewers again. Um, so who knows? Uh, I think that's it for the rule changes. I think we know what they're going to be for this year. We've, we've for already, year, we already yeah. went over that earlier. Yeah. 
All right. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong where maybe you can go out to the ballpark for a reasonable price and you drink your own beer in the parking lot and you don't buy one there and you don't show up hungry. You can go out and see a ball game, but one thing you're not going to have much of a chance for anymore is catching a foul ball. <laughs> not with those nets. Yeah. You can catch a home run. Yeah, I don't know how you go to a game without getting a dog or at least like something. You gotta does get feel right. something. It, does it feel doesn't right. feel right to not. No. What are you gonna bring? Trail mix in there? You need some trail mix? Yeah. With the water? Come on, come oh, on. Oh, I gotta share this with you. Uh, so this is a something that I learned from my dad. I've never tried it for myself, but I watched it work. Um, so we would drive over an hour to get to Candlestick, and what he would do at home first was he had one of those. Uh, I think the brand was Thermos, but it was one of those big ones that he would use at the job site, you know, probably hold um, a liter or two, something like that. Pretty big. He'd boil water and then dump a pack of hot dogs in it and close it. And then he would bring that into the ballpark with, uh, in a backpack, he'd have buns and ketchup. And so we had access to however big the pack was eight hot dogs nice. right there and they'd come out steaming hot. Oh, that's really smart. It was really smart. They and won't it, let you do that now. You, yeah, can't, you can't bring in no thermos. Well, they never let you bring in scalding water. That's for sure. But actually the one lady that I remember checked the ketchup bottle and you know what she checked it for? To make sure it wasn't a Bloody Mary because she'd caught someone doing that before putting Bloody Mary in a ketchup bottle. That's smart. Mm-hmm. So they, they were not cool with bringing alcohol in, but they still were letting you bring in food. But now angry fans, it's similar to the, the bat day where you'd have full, you know, 34 inch wooden bats, everyone in the stands with a weapon, a deadly weapon. They're not going to let you bring in scalding water. It's like, oh, really? Dodger fan? <laughs> How do you like that? Just throw batteries then. Uh-huh. I hate seeing stuff like that. Which? Uh, it just what could make you lose more faith in humanity than them throwing batteries at the left fielder, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that's attempted murder. Again, not funny. Throwing 100 miles an hour at a guy's head, attempted murder. Uh, throwing a, ba- a D battery uh, from somewhere in the stands and outfield, also attempted murder. It's not funny. Not funny at all. Yeah. Who are, I mean, like these... Ban, you should get banned for life from baseball if you do that as a fan. Banned yeah, for life. Yeah. Goodbye. You can never come to the park again. Goodbye. Persona non grata. Attempted murder. Yeah. You get hit in the dome with a, a D battery from 50 feet in the stands. You, come on. You could you go blind. What, what are D batteries? Uh, it's even, very dense. What are they even compatible with? I'm just I picturing. For, well, with a boombox. Humongous Oh, okay. Yeah, flashlight. Whatever. It's just something you can put in your backpack. Get a blaster. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know why they threw batteries. What was this in Philips? Probably, I think it was in Philadelphia. Hmm. Stay classy, Philadelphia. I hope I got that one right. Let's talk about this. Okay. You make a point that when we're watching the game, we're seeing the best players, we're seeing the best managers, and we've got the best umpires, right? You're wrong. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I'll tell you, I'll give you, I'll give you an example right here. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have no intention of really, you know, winning this year, have a really great rookie of the year contender that they're benching or they're, they, they're sending him to the minors. He's going to miss the first two weeks of play. 
He's an infielder. And the stated reason is so he can work on his outfield defense. And it's so transparent what they're doing, because if they just hold him down for two weeks, what it does is it manipulates his service time such that they have control over him for another entire year. So he will be more of like a legitimate rookie next year. He No, he won't go to arbitration. They don't have to pay him. Yeah. They still have to pay him. There's a lot of, you know, but they don't have to pay him the millions. So million he can feel contract. like he's definitely getting screwed. Ev, they do this with everyone. So they do this with everyone. And the better they are, the more likely they are might to do it because you then you're going to demand a huge contract. Yep. So here's, you're, you, we're seeing the best players. The Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh crowd, if they're going to open in day, they deserve to see their best players out there. Yep. And they certainly, certainly deserve a better excuse then we're sending an infielder to work on his outfield. Give me a break, dude. Okay. You, okay. Now you want to talk about the best umpires? Do we have the best umpires? No. Especially not in the playoffs. We have the oldest umpires. The most senior the umpires oldest, are in the playoffs. And guess what? No disrespect, but they're not. They don't. Their their eyes are aging. Yeah. And I know what it's like. I'm 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 in my mid forties, and I can feel my eyesight is not. As sharp as it used to be. It's mm-hmm. sad. It's very sad to say that. Yeah. Um, but it's true. And it's true of everyone. So we don't have necessarily the best players playing. We don't necessarily have the best umpires there. Do we have the best managers? I don't know. Um, you know, how much easier is it to get a job as a manager if you're white? I don't know. Am I going to bring racism to this? Fine. Why not? But, you know, we're seeing, uh, and, and this year, especially the last couple of years, we're seeing a lot of young players. And everyone's like excited about that. Yeah, we've got so much young talent in the game. Why do we have so much young talent in the game? Why do they feel the need to sell this as like a stupendously awesome thing on MLB TV? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? These younger guys are cheaper. Yeah. They haven't gone to arbitration yet. Mm-hmm. So these mediocre old guys... Baseball stalwarts, goodbye. Hope you're good at being an announcer. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your little league management career. We're not going to pay you a million dollars, whatever. Like, let's say double the league average or whatever. Well, we can pay this guy the league average. Mm-hmm. And he's got potential. You're already on the downcline. You're already, you're already on back end of your career. Yeah. Goodbye. So, yeah. I mean, baseball has to decide... Baseball has to decide what's most important to it. And I'll just use it as an example, the the Moneyball system. It's that could work on a lot of levels. Um, you know, time's gonna tell if that works. And, you know, the the thought that I think with the pirates is the fans are gonna pay with their wall or they're gonna make decisions and votes with their wallet. And if they don't like the, what the franchise is doing, less people are going to go to the games, but the owner doesn't care because his value will go up quite a bit more next year than it was worth this year. Offsetting costs. So. But if, but the fans are the collateral damage here. The fans lose again. And honestly, you can only disrespect the fans for so long until they, until the fan base breaks. We talked about this with like video games, how you can stress them in the, until they do break. Right. And it's, it's it's like a tipping point too, where and you bring back you the lose classic. a couple people on, on the fringes, and then all of a sudden the thing just collapses. Yeah, or I, it, or it experiences a huge a huge dip because you've hit the tipping point. Yeah, well, I think if you look at Major League Baseball as a whole, that's 
why they're going after this this youth movement is because I think they've pissed off enough yeah. older people that they're like, this is all we got. We're putting all our chips in the youth basket. And baseball is so slow. I think that's a really risky strategy. Really risky. I saw a number that said the average age of a baseball fan was in their 50s or something. Average? Yeah. So that's older than us. Damn. I think I think we might be the generation that they kind of lost with the strike and all that. And I mean... You know, my experience with the Giants was I can point to a lot of things that were really made it very hard for me to be a fan, but the strike was universal. Yeah, that took years to overcome. In a, yeah, and we were a right steroid epidemic. Yeah. yeah. To right the ship. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll talk to baseball fans that are my age that are into the sport just as much, and they're very much more open to changing the rules than I am. I know, I know. Much I know. more. Well, I don't, are they baseball only fans though? Because I don't know any baseball only fans who are like a hundred percent on board with this. I would, I couldn't call them that, but very big baseball fans. Okay. Yeah. And they have the belief that they can make it better. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. And two of them were adamantly about pitchers not hitting and it just like it. It hurt me so much. Like you, I grew up with you. Are you serious? Et tu, Brute. Yeah, I've lost you. Well, use my new argument. Use this argument. Oh, well, what's next? The shortstop doesn't have to hit. Okay, Make yeah. him think about it. Yeah. I'm buying into that. You know what? We should just start telling people that that's... Oh, that should be the title of this episode. Okay. Why is the shortstop half the bat? Yeah. Who wants to see that? Right. Guy's hitting, uh, you know, two two thirty eight. Yeah. Five home runs. Who wants, come on, we can get somebody better in there. Yeah. I think you could bring like, and it's so obvious once you say that, how that you're taught, you're advocating for nobody hitting. It's it's, it's so obvious what you're doing there. Mm -hmm. It's like, and yet someone's got to say it. No one said it yet. Mm -hmm. You just have eight, six, two, 250 pound sluggers. Righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty. Mm. (laughs) I've got an idea. Okay, you've got your defensive team, okay? And then you have, uh, you know, you really only need six batters. So let's just get the six best bats. Why do you say you only need six? Well, you know, like guy on deck, guy at the plate, bases loaded. Oh, so screw the nine. Yeah, you don't need nine. You just need six, really. I mean, you really just need five, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, let, fuck it. Let's do ghost runners. You just need two guys, you know? <laughs> Who's at bat once again? Barry Bonds yeah. for his 14th at bat in yeah. the game. You, Who, yeah, come on. Why not? Uh, What's the problem? Yeah. Why can't we do that? Unfortunately, I have to bring this back to video games one more time, but I just got to say that same sports talk game that I was talking about earlier. Uh, I would fill the entire roster with uh, Fred McGriff. <laughs> Fred McGriff played every defensive position and took all nine spots in the lineup. Yes, Fred McGriff was on the mound. Jose Quino. Remember that guy? I think he also played all nine. Jose Akendo? Jose Akendo. Jose, Jose Akendo, Akendo, yeah. yeah, yeah. not so bad with names. Yeah. Yeah, he... Uh, he, he played all nine one year, or in his career. I I was privy enough. I, I'll never understand how I got to see this, but I was watching a baseball game with my grandpa, which I did very seldom, and there was a late, late, I want to say 19-inning game where Akendo was throwing, and he struck out at least one person, and he was at home, and the crowd loved it. God, did they love it. I bet they still tell stories about that because these are the great moments in baseball because right. 
you play so many games, you have these rare things that happen that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you get to talk about them the next day and the next year. And it should have been makes, a tie. Should have just been a tie. They should have did a home run derby to decide the winner. Yeah. Remind me, is that a legit coming from a legitimate source or is that just some Yahoo saying we, we ought to do this and games with uh, the Bud Seeley rule? Yeah. The, so the, the, the derby. I will look this up, but it is my understanding that they are floating this floating. As this is going to be how they're going to decide the all-star game. If, oh, if right. It's I forgot it was all-star game. Okay. Only in an all-star game, dude. That's why it's the bug Sealy rule. I'm, I'm okay with it. It's, you know, yeah, what I mean, honestly, it, it, you know, it's an exhibition game. It is for the fans. Um, I would much look if it's way better than calling it a tie. So, I mean, if, if my choices are tie or this, I choose this. Okay. Cause the precedent's already been already there that you can call an all-star game a tie. Okay. Well, you've expressed that you are sensitive towards players getting hurt. Did you feel as though the way Bud Selig handled it? You can't put a shortstop out there. He might get hurt. Yeah. I mean, we're we trying to turn the game into a farce. A farce. W- were you worried about any of the players? Is any, is any baseball player seriously think that you're going to put a guy on the mound and he's going to get hurt? No, he's going to give up some home runs. I've, I've and it's going to be great. That. I've Who never cares? thought that. He's going to look ugly up there. He's, they're going to knock him around. Great. Good. This is baseball. What's the problem? Supposedly, Jose Canseco did injure his shoulder while pitching. Supposedly. But he is a unique case. <laughs> he probably t- injured his knee taking a shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Someone missed a game for um, sneezing once. I think that might have been Kevin <laughs> I got a Mitchell. nose cramp. I can't go on, Coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My ears are killing me. Yeah, I just wanted to check on that because I didn't think so. But I've never thought that once. Possibly taking the mound could hurt you. But, uh, uh, whatever I, 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 look, I'm the no injury guy, but you can't, I'm also the, you cannot end a game in a, in tie. a tie and like, who doesn't want to watch somebody get up there and pitch? These guys are athletes. Somebody on the team can pitch, put them up there. there. This will be funny. They'll talk about this forever. Just do it uh, forever. Yeah. And arguably the best players currently, you can make that argument pretty good. Maybe there's some, you know, players in the Japan league, Latin America that, are as good as these all-stars, but most people that are at the highest level are pretty down to compete against the other people in the highest level. Like, I don't know how often it happens, but the, the people that are coming over from the Japan leagues are, from what I can tell, the cream of the crop over there. Oh, yeah. So they people are still coming to the States. And if you make the all-star game, that's really getting as close as you could get to cream of the crop. Someone might have might have been slighted, of course. Yeah, but also, let's remember All Star Game. You get in there when you're voted in by the fans, and it doesn't really matter how good you are. You can actually suck and get voted in easy. Yeah, that's a good point. That happens all the time. Yeah, but do you really often get a shitty player that's in? Yes, it's happened. You you have good players who have really bad years, but still make the All Star team. Yeah, look, the our baseball fans for the most part are pretty good at at doing this i think that the writers also get their votes are weighted and i forget how this works um i used to know how it worked you know i went to college to be a sports writer and now so many years later (laughs) i want to be one because i want to write the goddamn ship (laughs) yeah why didn't i follow through I, i was smart enough to realize that i was caring less and less about sports as i was you know, let me ask you this escalating in age. You know how we were talking about the 14 year old PO and how like 
This was so offensive. Okay, when I first heard about this, it's like a badge of honor. When I first heard about this, it was from a ball player talking about it and how he was offended by it. But now I now I ask the questions. I'm like, okay, where do you draw the line where you're offended by it and you're not offended by it? Fourteen, fifteen, yeah, sixteen, yeah, seventeen, eighteen. When does it not become offensive? Because to me, it's offensive for all of these years. Ubiquitous. It it never stops being offensive. I agree. Why would you, unless you've been, your jaw's been broken three times by fastballs to the face, why would you ever like not want to try to be a good hitter while you're also playing another position, whatever that position is? I don't get it. You're a baseball player. Play baseball. Damn. The fans lose again. Well, guess what? Ears are killing me. Baseball is dead.